Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. It all began when a group of cheerful, subversive filmmakers weren't accepted into the Sundance Film Festival. Unwilling to take no for an answer, they instead started their own event, Slam Dance, Anarchy in Utah. And now, two and a half decades later, Slam Dance has become a year-round organization fostering the development of unique and innovative filmmakers. The organization now consists of competition and Slam Dance studios, co-founded by Dan Mirvich, John Fitzgerald, Shane Kuhn, and Peter Baxter. They've come a long way since 1995. And once again, we're joined today by the co-founder and president of the Slam Dance Film Festival, and that would be Peter Baxter. Peter, welcome back to Film School Radio. Thank you. It's great to be here with you. Is there a top-line uh, description of this year's edition of uh, Slam Dance? It's the 24th of January uh, through the 30th. So Th- it's 30th, a, a week. Oh. Yep. Um, um, a great week that's just about to unfold, we think, in, uh, in Park City, Utah. Mm-hmm. So what, what's sort of the element this year in, the, in, the, in this 26th edition of, uh, of Slamdance that you want people to sort of come away from our interview with? What do you, the excitement of? Yeah, well, you, you, your introduction was really good in, in terms of just re- reminding us that we are an artist-led organization by filmmakers for filmmakers. But I think the, uh, the other element here, which um, I think is sort of crucial, is that Slamdance is a place of discovery. And um, at the top of Main Street, there is this hotel called Treasure Mountain Inn, uh, where now for the last 25 years, we've been holding the festival. It's a small location. Um, But now, you know, through those corridors at that hotel, um, many of the filmmakers who are sort of at the top of their game, as as it were, today, this is where they first showed their work at at, at Slamdance, at the Treasure Mountain Inn hotel in, on Main Street in Park City. And I think that, you know, every year uh, filmmakers break out of, uh, of the festival uh, because the industry uh, at large recognizes the need for new voices. And, and Slam Dance has um, assuredly over the years been that, been that place where uh, filmmakers are, di- are discovered. And that's what I think really uh, excites us about this year's lineup is that we've got um, a great uh, crop a group of filmmakers here coming from all over the world to to show their uh, to show their work. A lot of it, um, you know, the, a lot of it is going to be a, a world premiere. For some filmmakers, it's the first time they've ever been to a film festival, and uh, all together in this um, intimate place, it makes for a really exciting uh, environment, and it's very open. So um, whether you know you're a student, you're, you're you know you're you're a dentist or a filmmaker or a member of the entertainment industry, it's possible for everyone to come together uh, up close and personal to to speak about filmmaking and creativity and to um, you know to really learn and just simply celebrate and enjoy that moment. And uh, to me, that's sort of really what I'm most looking forward at this year's festival. As you say, we've got a we do have a great uh, a, a great lineup, and, and I know that's something that you want to 
to speak about, so yeah. we can get into that. Well, yeah, and I know this is always a difficult uh, uh, subject to broach because you have so many films. Uh, I don't know the total number, but it, this is a healthy competition this year in terms of the narratives, the documentaries, the shorts, uh, the, the special screenings. So, uh, it's so, and it is as I've said to you in the past. It's like picking your favorite child sometimes when you when you talk about mm-hmm. film. So, um, I'm going to leave it to your discretion in terms of how we approach uh, the films that you want to sort of mention. But uh, I also, before we get too far into this, I also want to mention some of the other things that go on at Slam Dance. Uh, the the special events, the the workshops for people who are filmmakers who are interested in becoming filmmakers, uh, and I so I, I kind of want to let's start there and sort of because again I really want to underscore just how how interactive this particular uh, festival is. So uh, what are some of the workshops that people might be interested in in attending? Yeah, thanks for bringing those up. So um, yeah, the workshops which comes under the umbrella of what we call our polytechnic like an education program at Slamdance, um, is a free, um, it's a free series of workshops that we have this year at the festival. Um, so, you know, for many, uh, Park City is an extremely expensive place, and we're always trying to look out and keep things as, you know, as, as, as open uh, as we possibly can. And we worked um, hard on making sure that, you know, some things are, f- uh, are free at Slamdance, and this program is, and what we're trying to do here is we're trying to nurture filmmakers who um, are embarking on making the first first film um, feature or short, or, or maybe they have just made their first feature or short, but they are emerging, uh, you know, themselves. And um, our workshops are very um, practical, hands-on, if you like, in, in how they work. So we're asking sort of hard questions, you know, for example, uh, in a... Um, in a, in, in a marketing workshop that we have, which, you know, may sound really quite boring to maybe, you know, some of your listeners, but as an independent filmmaker, um, it's, you know, it's one thing to write the screenplay, to produce it and to, to finish it. Uh, but if you're continuing to work independently in how you're presenting your work, one should always have a marketing strategy. And, um, Oftentimes, you know, we, we, we hear, we read and we hear from experts, this is how you do it. Well, that's all fine and good if you have, you know, a lot of money uh, investment where you can hire companies to take care of that marketing strategy. But what if you don't? What if you've got to do it like um, you've just done in making your film, a, a DIY approach? How do you actually then do a DIY marketing campaign? Well, this workshop will lay out quite simply uh, various points that uh, you, can, you can take away and actually then adopt and put into your own marketing strategy, uh, whether it be for a short film or for, for a feature from, uh, from experts that we've invited to take part um, in, um, you know, in, in this one. And of course, we have a whole series as well, as well. A lot of people are asking at the moment, well, what do I do with a short? I've made a short. It's got into a festival. Well, what else can I do with a short? And so there's another workshop where we have experts um, on, you know, answering those, answering this question, and so sort the of subsections of this as yeah. as, as as well. Um, but it, it is it is all of these workshops uh, keeps a very close eye on how actually a filmmaker can do it themselves, and we consider elements like publicity, marketing, um, sustaining. Uh, your film career as essential uh, 
in success of establishing, creating uh, a, a career. It just doesn't happen by itself. Even if you've made this great short film or this great feature, which is getting all of this attention, you know, what's your, what's your, what's your plan here? What's your longer-term plan? These, these workshops that we have sort of foster and encourage filmmakers to sort of think then more, more long-term about how they're going to create and sustain and uh, have a successful career. I've been, I've sat in on some of these workshops and, and I, I, what, what impressed me was how engaged and interactive they are. There's, there, uh, the one I was at was about marketing and, and finding a platform for your film. And uh, the panel that you had, what it was almost as if uh, they didn't go into a long explanation of what their backgrounds beyond you know sort of the top line part of what they do and how they how they got there but most of it was Q&A most of it was real honest dialogue back and forth and you know without glossing over things that uh, that filmmakers encounter when they're trying to put a film together and get it out to market and I also what I like is the ability of the of these kinds of workshops to sort of force the right brain left brain part of a filmmaker into in hopefully into a place where they understand how they can complement one another the creative side made the film made a wonderful film and now you know now what and uh so it, it's it's really important it really is it's the sort of the where the rubber meets the road as far as filmmaking is concerned and the ones that the the ones that I attended were just really well done, and and uh, the people there were were honest about you know the the hurdles that you need to overcome and all of the different things that you have to accomplish. So, uh, as someone who's sat in on these, I can attest to uh, they're very valuable. They are, they truly are. So, okay, well that's that's good to <laughs> there you are. That's great to if you you might get being being an expert and um, you know what one of those workshops this year I, I should just mention because i think you i remember you speaking about this film last year um is actually to do with the the journey um that the vast of night um has has been on so just uh, once again we're sort of reprising mm -hmm. you know what you've been speaking about with uh, with marketing and what's happening with a film after it's been made we're actually going to have a a, a kind of a a master class if you like a a look at um, how the vast of night came to slam dance and then what happened um, the journey that the film went on uh, from first premiering at the festival to being you know, acquired uh, to being uh, for the filmmakers to find representation and their next project and i think that that is often something as you've just you know you've just been referring to it's something that is often not uh, really written about and spoken about but when you're in an audience you're able to ask these you know, point blank questions of how a filmmaker did it. How did they actually achieve the the end result? The answers are sometimes you know they're awkward and they're clumsy, but it's the truth. Yeah, and that's what you know. That's what we're trying to provide here is the sort of the the, the real um, the real way in which a filmmaker is able to progress, uh, not the glossy, glamorized, uh, celebrity-ridden you know variation of that that we sometimes read about, but it's the truth of actually then how a filmmaker has gone from, from A to B, from Sundance in this case, all the way up to a, a significant Amazon release with an amazing film called The Vast of Night. Nice. 
Very nice to hear that. Um, I want to let people know that they can find out more about the festival by going to slamdance.com. Slamdance.com will get you to the information about this about the festival, how you, uh, all of it, all of it's there. And we're speaking with the co-founder and the president of the Slamdance uh, Film Festival and and other parts. Uh, that would be Peter Baxter. My show tends to gravitate towards documentary films. I'm looking at the the feature films. Uh, anything mm-hmm. that jumps out at you in terms of uh, Jasper Mall looks really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, uh, there's, oh gosh, I don't want to start naming off names, but if there's something that you want to call attention to, Peter. Yeah, well, you're just you know, mentioning Jasper Mall. It has a, you know, a, a beautiful um, narrative and um, tone um, and tension to this documentary. Um, uh, another another standout um, to uh, to speak about is the obvious one. I, I, I think here is a you know one should always talk about your opening night film and yeah. film about a father by um, Lynn Sachs is a documentary which uh, we, we believe the programmers, the filmmakers themselves at Sundance, is breaking boundaries in documentary filmmaking. We're very excited to have that as our opening night film and. You know, uh, this film uh, really is a very intimate view of a relationship between the, the filmmaker, the daughter in this case, and, and, and her father. But what it does uh, on a, in a universal, universal way, uh, which is, I think, really has great appeal, is that, um, you know, all of us in our families, we have fallouts. Um, we've all gone through that, and we'll continue to go through those fallouts. Uh, but the, the 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 ruptured and and the intense one in Lynn's film, the masterpiece, really about a father, reveals how far bloodlines can really be stretched without losing connection altogether. I mean, it, it's extreme in that endeavor. While Lynn really uh, kind of provokes us, she's not telling us, but why she provokes us into choosing uh, between love and, and hate, she really is moving on, uh, exploring the degree to which one human being um, can know another. In this case, it's a, it's a dad. And that is a question I think that we all ask of our friends, our, our spouses, whoever we meet in our life. At some point, you know, we sort of wonder, well, how well do we really know this, this, this person? This is an amazing uh, documentary, like no other that we have seen, which does this to, to, to such a degree. It, it's a, a wonderful documentary that involves experimental filmmaking uh, but also it's a story that looks at what really uh, is under the skin of an extraordinary extraordinary man mm. yeah as i mentioned mm. you, we believe it's breaking boundaries in documentary filmmaking yes. so it's a really a great opening night film for us That's at right. slam this is in the breakout section and of course um you know breakouts is a relatively new uh, program for us at slam dance and it's for directors who are beyond their first film and uh, whose points of view, uh, as you've just been hearing, sort of shun narrative and documentary convention. Uh, they're, they're fiercely independent, like all of the films at Slamdance, uh, but like Lynn's film, remarkably assured. They're, they're really forging um, their own path uh, with a distinctive style of their own. And sometimes it's very difficult um, as a second or third time filmmaker for that to be really valued. And Slamdance is, is very keen and wants to make sure um, that with the artists that we have chosen for breakouts, 
that we're giving them the very best platform to uh, to continue on their artistic artistic journey. So um, yeah. this year's the lineup is a mix, really. It's a great mix of documentaries, but uh, but Lynn's film we have selected out of breakouts as our opening night film. And just one comment about what you were talking about, and, and this has come up recently in some of the documentary films that I've had the uh, opportunity to talk with the filmmakers about disappearance of my mother. It sounds similar in in this sense. As you grow up. At some point, you look at your family differently than you did, obviously, as a child. And when you get to a point in your life where you can look at your parents and say, if I met them on the street, what would I think of them? How would I react to them as people? And it's uh, to me, that's part of this process. And it sounds like uh, what you're describing is the ability to see your parents, the most intimate people of your entire in your entire life in some ways, uh, that you have to be able to see them in, in outside of that context and see them as people just with all the baggage that comes with being a person and it sounds like this is one of the, an example of that it's sort of a heightened level is that is that a fair a fair way to put yes, it yes it it is and i think you're already speaking to what film and filmmaking is essentially all about because it's the um, perhaps the greatest power of visual storytelling is his ability to enable audiences to see life through the eyes of others. Right. And so it informs us in this, in, in, in exactly what I think you, you're speaking about here. And, and um, you know, like the film you've just been referencing and, 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 and film about a father, they're really great. You know, they, they're, they're examples. They're examples of that. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, let's, Hopscotch our our way over to the narrative films. Uh, there are so many here that look really good. I think the way that we can describe the the narrative competition program this year is it's truly di- truly diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, it really represents the the world in which we the world in which we live. Uh, 1986 is a is an example of that. We have uh, films from. You know, from Asia, from from Europe, from uh, from Africa, and of course, you know, North you know, North America, from Mexico in this program, from from Uruguay. It's come out of a record-breaking submission number that we received this year, and uh, clearly one of the reasons why that that record was achieved is because of the increasing amount of foreign interest that we were receiving. So, you know, Sundance this year received over eight and a half thousand entries. It's a very, very tough competition to get into Slamdance. Um, but we're, we are seeing not only uh, North America represented now in um, a narrative program, but really the rest of the world. And I think oh. that the, the program itself, aside from being diverse, we can also say that it's, it's truly experimenting with the narrative. So for example, in 1986, we're seeing three different stories which are being joined together, which have a relationship with one another. You could also call this program Brave as well in terms of the, the, the creative choices that the directors are making, but they're really experimenting with the narrative narrative construct. Yeah, it's a, it's a great narrative program this year. And 1986 happens to, to follow on the theme of what you were talking about earlier. It's a, it looks like it's a, is it a co-production of Germany and Belarus, or is it, I mean, the filmmakers are from that areas how does that work uh, yeah that's right co-productions in uh, co-productions in europe you uh, work a little bit differently on a 
as you know, on a sort of a well-funded level, um, what tends to happen here is that the film productions are all co-productions between different countries where uh, each one through their various um, financial resources are contributing the budget. Uh, here, more simply, we just have, um, you know, filmmakers coming together together from different countries, mm-hmm. working uh, on a micro-budget to create their work. Gotcha. So, um, uh, th- of course, that's one of the great aspects of Slamdance. You're seeing here work created um, completely independently, uh, void of any organization uh, higher being dictating um, how the story is going to uh, be uh, be told. Uh, that's, I think, one of the most exciting aspects of Slamdance is you're seeing something which is purely made from a small group of creators working with limited means, the, the like of which then ends up in something that we haven't, we haven't seen before. Um, and perhaps um, from those filmmakers, we won't quite see again, because, of course, as you do progress, you are then usually dealing with higher budgets. And then you have to take into account those people that are giving that finance to you and what they are expecting to see. Sometimes it's through cast members that the filmmaker might otherwise not particularly want to to choose. You know, just being frank about this, we've often had situations at at Slamdance with filmmakers who have wanted to continue to work with cast members that they had in their first film film because of the the strong collaboration. And then for, for financial reasons, as they make their next film, which is a higher budget, financier uh, the organization is saying well we really need to have a well-known name in this and so that well-known name gets cast unfortunately then the the, the, the previous collaborator collaborator um, they don't get to work on that film and something is lost really I think yeah. in some ways yeah. you know that beautiful sort of aspect of that first film is, is now you know the filmmaker has moved on yeah. but um, from a positive point of view that's what I think is great about being at slam dances you're just seeing all of these fresh viewpoints that said, you know, experimenting with narrative, everyone trying um, out different ideas and putting their best into creating those those works. Yeah. Again, this is a this film festival I had such a good time uh, at and I really want people to understand if they're interested in being a part of of something that is um, just different and it's also um, very inviting. Every everyone I came across in in the course of my time there was um, was on the same page. Basically, everyone wants this thing to be a community, a real community of people who have come together to watch some really cool films. Um, and once again, the film festival is called Slam Dance. It's going to be at Park City, Utah. Starts on January twenty fourth and runs through the thirtieth. It's Treasure Island Hotel. There's three main sort of uh, um, places where they they hold events. They've got the altar room, the ballroom, the gallery. There's the the filmmakers lounge, and uh, you're right there. Um, nothing against uh, Sundance. It's a you know an amazing enterprise. It's it's uh, but it's so sprawling that you can completely get lost in all of the all of the uh, things that are going on, and it, it it's it's at times frustrating to be perfectly honest with you, Peter. I'm I'm not expecting you to confirm what I'm talking about, but my experience was uh, being at 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 Sundance. Uh, it was you know great films for sure, but also it it you lose this sense of the filmmakers involved in the filmmaking that you don't that you have with uh, Slam Dance. It's a very different experience. So. 
um, I'm urging people to go to slamdance.com to check this out. Yeah, you're, 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 I think you're right. It's a, it's a connected experience. And as I was mentioning earlier, it's a place where all types of people can gather. You don't have to be a filmmaker to come and enjoy slam dance or to get up close and personal with the filmmakers. Uh, that's, not, that's not part of us at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you go to slamdance.com, there are, you know, there are tickets and there are passes. And um, it's very, you know, it's a very open, uh, open environment. And, uh, and the great thing about it is you're all in one place. Yeah. So once you're there, everything is there. You do not have to trudge around town getting from one screening room to another. Um, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a fun, you know, it's a fun place to be yeah. as, as well. Let's, yeah. let's not forget that a festival is supposed to be fun. Yeah. And uh, there's plenty of that at the top of Main Street. It's actually the Treasure Mountain Inn and the address just in case Okay. People people want to know it's two five five Main Street, so you can't go wrong. It's basically a snowball's throw away from the Egyptian Theatre, right at the top of Main Street, at the Treasure Mountain Inn, and that's where everything takes place at Slam Dance. That's exactly right. Well, I'm in the last minute I have with you, Peter Baxter. I want to ask you, sort of, what is this? What gets you out of bed? To you know, what is it in the world of filmmaking? Now, I think we've talked a lot about what. It, I think I know the answer in that the we're seeing the democratization of filmmaking. We're seeing it spread out over the world. We're getting very interesting films from all kinds of different places. Uh, is there something in this zeitgeist that you're you, that you live in that really thrills you and keeps your keeps you in in the game in the way that you are are energized and looking forward to tomorrow as far as filmmaking is concerned? Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the the great thing about film, which is why you know I'm involved in in um, in film and filmmaking and this festival, is because uh, the role it can play um, in changing um, the next generation of artists as they shape our cultural future. And I believe each year, and of course at Slam Dance 2020 we are going to see a number of artists that are going to be shaping our cultural cultural future. And that's what gets me out of bed every morning in wanting to support those artists, wherever they may come from in the world, um, to showcase their work at, at Slam Dance. Fantastic. Well, I can't thank you enough once again for coming back to... Uh Film School Radio. It's it's always a pleasure to talk to you. It's always it it amps me up <laughs> uh, because I I just I just feel like this just what you described the new voices. We're in a we're entering a world that is going to be very very different than the world that you and I grew up in, and I think that these voices, these stories, the way they're told, how they're told, uh, and it is going to be very very different and exciting. And I'm I'm with you. I, I I think you're absolutely right, and uh, Slam Dance is right there uh, in terms of promoting these these kinds of stories and these kinds of voices. And so, thank you, thank you so much for spending some time here with us. Yeah, well, thank you very much for having me, and uh, and well done on your show, and and uh, we'll we'll see you in Park City. Yeah. 
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.